This is Digital Marketing. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. This is Hector Santia Esteban, and I'm maybe becoming a familiar voice, maybe not, but I wanted to take a quick moment to introduce today's interview because it's a special one. It's actually one that was recorded live at Traffic and Conversion in the Volkswagen Scooby-Doo van booth thing. If you guys made it to Traffic and Conversion, you guys probably saw there was a Volkswagen in the middle of the exhibition hall. And that's actually where we recorded these interviews. And this one, it's a special, it's a bonus episode, and it's with Mark DeGrasse and Pat Quinn. And they talk about speaking and some ways that speakers can adjust their message to make more of an impact on their audience and then also a bigger impact on their business as well. And so in addition to our normal Thursday episodes, we're going to be releasing some bonus episodes that we've recorded live at the conference that are with Mark and myself. And we hope that you guys enjoy them. And we'll get into the interview with Mark and Pat right after this quick break. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. All right, Pat, welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you on to talk about some speaking. Hey, thanks for having me here. So tell us a little about you, what you're doing currently and kind of what, what led there. Yeah, so now I'm the chief product officer with Advance Your Reach. Our big, hairy, audacious goal is to help one million people build their platforms to influence a billion people. And in my role, I, I one of the things I do is help people with their presentations and their speaking, putting together their signature talk, because we know that's one of the greatest marketing tools that people will have. That's fantastic. That's an ambitious goal. Billion people. I like that. It's yeah. so one in eight now. <laughs> well, we can't do that, you know, by ourselves. We can only do that if our customers are successful, getting on stages, having great messages, having great products and services. And so the key to, key to us accomplishing our big, hairy, audacious goal is us being successful with the people who we work with. And already in the past few years, we've helped thousands of people get on hundreds of thousands of stages, generate over a half billion dollars uh, just by fine-tuning their messages and getting them out on the right stages. Oh, it's fantastic. I actually just had to give a speech yesterday, and it was my first speech in, I don't know, a year, year and a half. And I, I kind of scripted out the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, give, me, give me some tips. Like, if it was somebody who was making their first speech in a couple of years, like, what would be the you know, breakdown? I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is they give a different presentation every time. I talk to people who I, you know, I work with, and, and they say, oh, every time I do it, I just do it a little bit differently. And I say, that's why you don't get any better. Really, the way to get better as a speaker and is to give the same speech over and over and over again, because then you can adjust it, dial it in, and look at the numbers. You know, I only have one measure of success. My measure of success isn't that you get a standing ovation. My measure of success isn't that the audience would laugh or cry. My measure of success is that the audience would take the next step with you, whatever that next step is. If that's to download something or join something or sign up for something or buy something, that's the measure of success. And if you're giving a different presentation every time, you shouldn't expect to get better because you're always starting at ground zero, where we really start to see massive improvement 
is when people give the same speech over and over again and and we dial it in we make adjustments look at the numbers make adjustments look at the numbers that's how you get better and we've had a lot of success with that over the last 10 years i've been fortunate to work with some of the greatest speakers in the world from damon john from shark tank and tony and dean and grant michael hyatt and people that everybody's heard of but most of the people that we work with no one's ever heard of most of the people that we work aren't even professional speakers they don't even call themselves speakers they're business owners and and we believe the fastest way to grow your business is through effective communication and that's what we help people with every day that's fantastic now with the the whole covid thing did you guys pivot for or like change the presentation style when people are going online versus to a crowd or is it kind of the same yeah our business obviously pivoted we went from speaking at a lot of live events to speaking at a lot of virtual events like a lot of people did but the great thing about you know using research-based practices and we use the research of robert cialdini daniel pink scott adams neil strauss joseph marks the techniques that work to get people to take the next step the high converting techniques work just as well when you're speaking online on Zoom or on a webinar or on a podcast as they do when you're in the room with people. We make some minor adjustments to the slides, to the timing and where we put Q&A, but pretty much the, the same strategies, the same four-part story braid framework that we use all works just as well online as it does on stage. And so we've actually seen an incredible uptick in our customers' businesses because online stages are easier to get, less expensive to travel to than in-person stages. And there were a lot of customers of ours who had aspirations of being on in-person stages speaking at big events like traffic and conversion. And then they changed their expectations during COVID to, hey, I want to get on some podcasts. I want to get on some online stages, which are much easier to get on, but can still produce incredible revenue for a company and a bunch of new customers. And so we've actually seen a big uptick in our customers' revenue since then. Oh, that's fantastic. So when people are on podcasts, like this podcast, do you have them steer the conversation or is it like a tactic or is it just the messaging that they're talking about is always consistent? Well, the first thing we do when we work with anyone is have them get clarity on three big issues. First mm. issue you want to get clarity on is what is the problem that you solve for your audience? And you have to state it as a problem, not a solution. Most people, when you ask them what's the problem they solve for their audience, they start naming their program or naming their system or naming their seven pillars or naming their software solution, whatever they're selling. Nobody woke up this morning wishing they had a system or wishing they had a program or wishing they had a software tool. People woke up this morning with problems and you have to be able to describe the problem that you solve. And you have to describe it in the language of the consumer, not the language of the expert. Everybody here at this event and everybody you know who I speak to is an expert in their own area. And they sit around all day and they think about that area and they talk about that area and they talk to other smart people about that area. And anytime that happens, your words start to change, your language starts to change. One of the hardest things for any expert to do is to remember what words you used to use to describe the problem before you had a solution to the problem. And so I work with a lot of personal development people who talk about mindset and limiting beliefs. But if you're struggling with mindset and limiting beliefs, you don't even know what those words mean. I was just in a session talking about funnels and the people who really needed it didn't know what a funnel was. And so you have to be careful to describe the problem early in your presentation using the language that somebody who doesn't have the solution already would know. And that's really hard for people. So we want to get clarity on the problem that you solve. Second thing we want clarity on is the audience that you serve. It's really hard to get the language right if you're trying to speak to every living human being in the world. And then the third thing you need clarity on is what you want the audience to do next. Not 10 things, not five things, just one thing. What do you want the audience to do next? And if you, if you have clarity on those three things, you'll go into a podcast with such better language You'll go into a podcast with so much more clarity. And at the end of the podcast, if by chance the podcast host would say, hey, if people want to learn more about this, what should they do? 
you won't vomit all over them and say, hit me up on Facebook, find me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, visit my website, stop by my house, come over for dinner. When you give people 11 options, they don't do any of them. So pick one and direct everybody to it. If that's a free download, offer one free download. If that's to sign up for something, tell them to sign up for something. That's just to go to your website. Just have them go to your website, but pick one. And once you have clarity on those three things, every podcast interview is better. Every presentation is better. Conversations with parents on the side of your kid's soccer field is better because you're not all over the place. You have clarity on where you are and where you're trying to get them. That's fantastic. Yeah, I like, you know, all the principles are just, you know, kind of those standard marketing principles of consistency and directness and calls to action. And it just fits into the speech. I think when people hear the word speech, they just freak out for the most part. So do you get over, do you kind of coach people on that mindset as well? Or is it more just, we're going to prepare you so you're going to be confident because you know it's right? No, we help people with all parts of their of their communication from sales calls to one-on-one communication to, to giving presentations. And certainly of all the things people are afraid of, public speaking is one of the big ones. But I will tell you this, clarity on that first clarity question that I just talked about, clarity on the problem that you solve is such a huge part of the nervousness thing. One of the reasons that people are nervous when they have to go speak, I just got done speaking to 100 people in, our, in one of the rooms here. One of the reasons that people are nervous when they have to speak is because they think they have to be the smartest person in the room and they think that they have to solve all their problems. Trust me, I just came out of a room with 100 people and those people had a lot of problems. <laughs> if my job was to solve all their problems, I would have been really nervous. If I needed to be the smartest person in the room, there were some heavy hitters in the room I was in, some big influencers and some big creators. I wasn't anywhere near the, I probably wasn't in the top half of smart people in that room. But that's not why I was there. I was there to solve one specific problem, and I'm better at it than just about anybody else. I help people with it every single day. I've helped some of the best speakers in the world with this problem, and I was there to help the audience with that problem. So I go onto that stage not thinking I need to be the smartest person in the room, which would make me really nervous, not thinking that I have to solve all their problems, which would make me really nervous, but thinking, I just need to solve this one problem. And by the way, I solve this problem every single day for people who look just like my audience today. And so I'm not nervous at all. This is what I do, and I do it better than anyone else. And so that that clarity alone on the problem that you solve helps so much with the nerves. Now we help with other things. We help with breathing. We help with mindset right before you speak. We help with some pre-speaking routines. But the clarity piece alone, that's why you're there. You're not there to be the smartest or solve all their problems. That helps with a whole bunch of the nerves. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. The clarity piece alone that that's why you're there. You're not there to be the smartest or solve all their problems. That helps with a whole bunch of the nerves. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, for me, you know, with the, the speech thing, my big debate was on should I, you know, learn a little bit of what I'm going to talk about, you know, the problem solution and call to action. Should I memorize it? Should I read from a teleprompter? And then I ended up, I actually, I tried to memorize it and then I got up there and then I didn't do, well, I covered a couple points, but I winged most of it. Yeah. So we work with all different speakers and of course there's different formats when you're online doing webinars and, and Zoom calls, you know, you don't have to have it memorized because you can have notes if they're properly placed and you don't need it. On stage, it's a little more awkward to use notes, but I tell all the people I work with, the greatest speakers in the world use notes. You just don't see them. They're better at this than you are. They just put them in a place that you don't see them. But what I would say is, you know, some people memorize completely, some people don't. Regardless of how you do it, here's the most important thing for anybody who's listening to this. You should know the purpose of each part of your communication. Great communication always comes in four parts. 
we call it the story brain framework. The first thing you should always do, whether you're on the phone, whether you're across your desk from someone, or speaking in front of a room full of a thousand people, is connect. We call it the opening heart story, because oftentimes it's a story in a formal presentation, but on a phone call or a conversation like you and I are having, it's more like, hey, where are you from? How long have you been here? First time here? Hey, what's the weather like where you are? Hey, did you watch your football team yesterday? It's just connecting. We're just connecting. That's why we talk about our kids. We're connecting. It's just, that's what you do. So that's, you always do that first. In a speech, that's usually a story. In a sales call, that's usually just connecting. Second thing you always do is, is what we call content in a presentation. You teach. And the goal of this is to help. And so if you're on a sales call, the second thing you should always do after you connect is help the other person. Solve one of their problems for them. If you're using an email sequence, the second thing, after you connect with them, you should help them solve a problem for them. Like, actually give away your best stuff and help them. So whether that's a formal presentation that has some teaching, oh, I'm going to teach you three things today, or it's an impromptu conversation where you're like, hey, what are you struggling with? Maybe I can help you with that. You always help. Third thing you do is always direct or give a call to action. This is the one thing you should do next. I know you. I've heard some of your problems now. I think the best next step for you is this. So you can call that your call to action. You can call it directing the audience. You can call it whatever you want. And then the last thing I think you should do is inspire. We call it the closing heart. There are two types of decision makers in every audience, tactical decision makers and emotional decision makers. And if you, if you finish with your tactical close, a lot of times you'll leave money on the table and you'll leave customers behind and you won't have the impact that you could be having because you get the tactical decision makers, but you don't get the emotional decision makers. So we always pair our tactical close with an emotional close that inspires the audience to take action and believe in themselves. So when you're on stage and you walk down the stage with a, with a presentation memorized and then you got up there and you forgot it all, that's not a problem if you remember the four things you have to do each day. Hey, first thing I got to do is connect. Oh, I had a story for that. Or I just want to connect and say some goofy things or point out some of my weaknesses. Second thing I got to do is teach. So I should teach the audience something. Hey, I don't remember what I was going to teach, but I know more <laughs> than the audience does about this one problem. So I'll just teach some stuff that I know and I do it every day. Third thing I need to do is direct, so I can forget the exact words of my offer. I can forget, oh, I, there was going to be a bonus, or there was going to be this fast-acting bonus or something. I can forget all that and just be like, here's the most important thing. This is what you should do next. Sign up for this. And then the fourth thing you want to do is, is uh, inspire them. And you can do that with a story. You can do that with just inspiring them and telling them about yourself. You can, there's lots of ways to do that. Just don't forget to do it. I think there's a, there's a lot of people. We were, we were coaching a Grant Cardone uh, pitch-off at one of his events. He, he allowed people to, uh, in, to, to pitch him a business idea, <laughs> and we picked the 10 finalists. And I got to coach them, so I coached them for a few hours, and they were going to get five minutes to pitch a business idea to Grant Cardone at one of his events in front of a whole bunch of people. And then it, it came to the finals, and Grant was on stage, and the 10 finalists were on stage, and Grant turned to him and said, I know we told you it was going to be 10 minutes or five minutes, you got five minutes, you really only get two minutes. You got two <laughs> minutes to pitch me your idea. That's mean. And the ones who had memorized panicked because they couldn't give their five-minute talk in two minutes. But the ones who knew the four things that they had to do, connect with them, teach them, direct them, and inspire them, they nailed it and they won it in that two minutes. fantastic. So I think a lot of times we think memorizing is the way to go, and there are times where the stakes are high and some people are just more comfortable memorizing it. But more important than that is always remembering the four things you need to do. That'll help you on calls. That'll help you at a cocktail party. That'll help you on an airplane sitting next to somebody. That'll help you everywhere that you go. That's fantastic. 
So in terms of, because uh, it sounds like practice is a big part of this too, you know, getting the formula, getting the content, but also just doing it. So if somebody wants to get out there and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to commit to learning this process, how do they get more gigs, say? So one of my mantras is low stakes practice before high stakes opportunities. And so I had the opportunity a couple of years ago, right before COVID, to speak at the World Series of Sales. It was 800 financial advisors, like a perfect audience for me, because financial advisors can really improve their communication a lot. And so it was a big, we were going to sell our, our two-day workshop where I sit down with you and, and write your talk with you for two days. And we were hoping to sell a lot, seven figures, multiple seven figures worth of workshops. I got to tell you, I went on stage and did an hour on stage and, uh, and we sold an awful lot of workshops. But the other thing I'll tell you is that was not the first time I gave that presentation. In the two months before I gave that presentation, I booked a whole, I booked the local Rotary Club and gave it to 12 farmers in Wisconsin who wondered why I kept talking about conversion rates. I gave it to the local library club with a bunch of old ladies. I paid 10 neighborhood kids to sit in my garage and listen to it. it. The presentation was actually right after Thanksgiving when I had my family over for Thanksgiving. I, right, right before we ate, I sat them all down for the toast. And instead of giving the toast, I gave them my signature talk. <laughs> I had given that presentation probably 10 times to smaller audiences before I had the real opportunity. You know, one of the people who came to my workshop is Tim Francis. And the workshop comes with follow-up coaching. You can send me your presentation for six months and get follow-up coaching. And for the 10 days after he came to the workshop, Tim Francis sent me his webinar. He, he just posted on Facebook, hey, I'm doing a webinar. First day, three people showed up. He did his webinar, sent me, the, sent me the recording. I gave him feedback. The next day, he did a webinar. Four people were at that one. He sent it to me. I gave him feedback. The next day, he did his webinar. And it was the first time, it was terrible. Second time, it was bad. Third time, it was a little less bad. The fourth time, it was mediocre. After 10 times of sending me his 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 webinar then he paid for ads then he put a thousand people in the webinar and then he converted at a killer high rate but he didn't do that on his first one and it's foolish to do it on your first one so you know i challenge everybody you can post on facebook today hey free webinar saturday morning at 10 a.m and you'll probably depending upon the size of your facebook following get between three and 300 people there and you want a small audience for that first one because it's going to suck. And the next time you'll suck just a little bit less. Like, yeah. do it. That do that 10 Saturdays in a row. And then, you know, call in your influencers, use your affiliates, pay for your ads, do whatever you do, and fill the room. But you don't want to speak to full rooms in the beginning because you're not going to be as good. No. That's fantastic. And I, you, only get a sec you only get one chance. Those people come to the first one and it's bad. They're not going to be like, oh, I should tell all my friends about the second one. <laughs> like, you want small audiences on the first ones. And it's hard to convince people that it's worth the hour to, to speak to three people. But it really is worth the hour to do it for three people. Because one day you will have 3,000 people on that webinar. And you don't want to be closing at 1%. You want to be closing at 61%. And we can get you there. That's fantastic. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day -day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. 
But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. I actually came from a content marketing background and I, I was all about volume because it was organic. So I said, you know, ideally you're posting a page on your website every day. And people be like, oh, I don't know. It needs to be super good. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you do it, you know, a hundred times, then you'll get good enough where people will start to read it. But you don't have an audience right now. So don't don't stress too much. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. That's I mean, I, th- I think it's important also for people just to get the reps in. I always say this. If, if you've heard a speaker in the last three months, like here, if you're watching one of these keynotes and you're like, wow, that was amazing. I can assure you that is not the first time that person has given that talk. Like that, you're probably on number 50 or 500 for some of these that have given these talks. And if you're watching one and you're just like, oh my word, that was the most best put together, most like perfect. It's not the first time they've given it. Trust me. Oh, I know. I was actually talking to Ryan Dice. We recently announced I became the president of Digital Marketer. And so we sat down on a couch and we did a little video. And I watched the video afterwards and, you know, we were kind of bantering back and forth. And I'm like, man, Ryan, you're, you're fantastic. Like, you sound great and I sound terrible. <laughs> and he's like, well, you are sitting on my couch. <laughs> this isn't the first time I've done this. <laughs> and that's what he said. He's like, yeah, this is what I do. And so I'm like, wow. That's... It's a funny thing. I think sometimes because we've been talking since the age of two, we think practice doesn't matter. If this was basketball, we'd think 10,000 hours. If this was golf, we'd think 10,000 hours. If this was anything, we'd think 10,000 hours and you'll be an expert. Who amongst us has put in 10,000 hours of practice on your talk? We do it twice and we think, oh, I've practiced this thing to death. (laughs) It's like, okay, Michael Jordan practiced basketball for two hours and got like he was. It's an unrealistic expectation. I think we get there because we've been talking our whole lives and we think, well, I shouldn't be able to do this. I talk all the time. But this is... Communication that converts is totally different than just blabbing your mouth. There's a huge difference between just talking and communicating in a way that converts. And if you don't think the words that you choose and the, and the way that you say them affects conversion rates, I can show you person after person after person who was converting at one rate before they came to our workshop, spent two days with me helping to write their talk and practice with them afterwards, and their conversion rates were completely different on the back end. Well, you know what's funny is I, I think volume definitely has you know an impact on your ability, but your systems are really what make it take it to that next level. Because in terms of you know doing something for ten thousand hours, there's been plenty of people who have driven cars for ten thousand hours, and they still can't drive a car somehow. <laughs> so it's you know I think it's a combination of the two is what makes a better speaker. Absolutely, we've got at our, you know we've got fourteen separate things that we insert into a signature talk that raise conversion rates. We actually reverse engineer them into a talk if we know who your audience is and the problem that you're trying to solve for them. And the cool thing about it is any one of them works independent of the others. You can use one of them in a conversation. You can use one of them on a podcast, and they and they all raise conversion rates. And so I agree. Part of it is practice, but part of it is also knowing the knowing the strategies that cause people to say yes to the next step. That's fantastic. I have one more 
question, and it's just about the the voice or the personality. Do you coach people on say? You know, you talk to them, you get feel for who they are, and then you say, hey, you should talk like this in your speech. <laughs> or do you say, you're a terrible person. We're going we're gonna to fix that in your speech. So here's the thing. I work with speakers who have all different styles, and I work with people who talk really fast and others who talk really slow. I work with some people who move around a lot and some people who stand very still. I don't want you to speak like anybody else. Because of the number of people that I work with that everybody's heard of, I get people who come up to me and they're like, oh, I just wish I could talk like Grant Car or speak like Grant Cardone. And I'm like, you don't want to speak like Grant Cardone. Like, oh, I just wish I could talk like Pete Vargas. I'm like, you don't want to speak like Pete Vargas. You want to speak like you. You, you will never be able to speak like Pete Vargas. You, you're the world's leading expert on you. People ask me all the time, hey, Pat, do you work with actors and actresses? And I'm like, no, actors and actresses are actually on stage pretending to be somebody that they're not. I do just the opposite. I help you get on stage and be authentically and transparently you. And I think that's what people want. People don't want you to be perfect. People just want you to be you, which is one of the reasons we build into your opening story weaknesses. We don't want you to come... Some people go on stage and they think their goal in that opening story is to be perfect. I'm better than you. I'm richer than you. Everything I touch turns to gold. People actually don't like to work with that person. It's intimidating. You feel guilty because you haven't accomplished that much in your own life. You're much better off saying, hey, I've solved this one problem. Rest of my life is still a hot mess. I still get in arguments with my wife. I still sometimes forget where I put my phone. But this thing, this thing yeah. I am better at than most people. Like that's a much better opening because then people can relate to you. Oh, you lose your phone too. Oh, you argue with your wife too. Oh, that's funny. But this is what I'm coming to you for. I'm not coming to you to be perfect in this and perfect in that. I'm coming to you to be the best in the world at this. And so as far as the voice goes, what all great speakers do is create contrast. So that really the only voice things that we correct is when you are not creating great contrast. You should, you should, when the emotional line of your story is going down, like you just dropped out of college and then you're on drugs and then you end up in jail, the emotional line of your story is going down. And so three other things should go down. Your pace should go down, your volume should go down, and your tone should go down. Now when you get out of jail, start your own business, become a millionaire and marry a beauty queen like the, the emotional line of the story has turned up, and so three things should go up. Your pace should go up, your volume should go up, and the tone at the end of your sentences should go up. And that creates this beautiful contrast so that even if you didn't understand a word the speaker was saying, if they were speaking in a language you didn't speak, you should still be able to follow the emotional line of the story. That makes it so easy for the audience to follow along, because audiences check in and check out. Audiences have a lot of distractions and are doing a lot of other things. But if the emotional line of the story matches... so. The biggest thing that we correct, we never ask somebody to speak like somebody else, but what we do make sure that every speaker that we work with creates these contrasts between the way to do it and the way not to do it, between your life before and your life after, between doing it yourself and doing it with a trained expert who does it every single day with people just like you. Those are the types of contrasts that you want to create when you're speaking so that you'll convert at a higher rate. Those are the types of things that we work with in the delivery aspect of presentations with speakers every day. Oh, that's fantastic. I think I learned a bunch and now I feel like I need to go speak some more. <laughs> Probably going to ask you how I'd fix our conversation after we get off the podcast. But no, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you coming down. Any other uh, parting words or what should people do next? <laughs> well, I'm glad Tee you asked. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. You know, if you, you have options, you can, always, you can always do it by yourself. Take the things that we talked about today and do it by yourself. But if you feel like, hey, this is an area that would have a huge ROI, I communicate every day about my business. This is an area that would allow me to have a bigger impact 
and a bigger income and reach more people. And I want to go and learn from the best on this. I want to get better at this. You can learn about our workshops. We have a two-day workshop where we help people. I sit down at the workshop with you and write your talk with you. It's a virtual workshop. You can participate from anywhere in the world for two days. You can learn more about it at advanceyourreach.com, advanceyourreach.com. And we can start the process. You think about what, you know, what a 10% increase in your conversion rate would be, what that would mean for you in 2022. You think about every time you have an opportunity to share your story to one person or to many people online or in the room with people. Being better at that, having more clarity on that, and most importantly, converting at a higher rate than you're currently converting. Whether you've never spoken before, whether you've spoken a few times, and that you just didn't get the results that you wanted, or you're somebody who speaks all the time online or on stage, two days really can change your business forever, change your conversion rate forever. And you can learn more about the workshop at advanceyourreach.com. That's fantastic. Well, thanks again for coming on. Again, I, I learned a ton, so I'm very happy. Excellent. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.